0: This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Ben, we talk football. Meat burgers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. I'm Josh Johnson. Ben Watts is joining me in the driver's seat. We're talking fantasy football. We're, uh, we're coming off of week three. Oh, another very weird week of fantasy football. Can we um, restart this year? It's been so odd. So, like, all the players that you took in the first couple rounds have
0: kind of underperformed. Unless you took Cooper Cup, you're pissed off.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, Stephon Diggs, you feel good about that one. But uh, outside of that... It's been weird. It's been really weird.
0: I'm not having a good time. <laughs> How's your teams doing? Not good. Even the teams that won this week, like, just barely squeaked squeak by. Like, we, it was... This was just one of those bad weeks across the board. I mean, it's... We're in, we're in, the, re- you're, we're in the red right now. You're, you're thriving off the Dynasty teams right now, aren't you? Even my Dynasty teams didn't do well.
1: I mean, they did fine. They did just fine, Ben. They were they were just fine.
0: No, it was not fine. Even when they won, like I'm winning by, scored like a hundred points. Ugh, I'm not enjoying myself team, right now. The,
1: the redraft teams for me are doing pretty solid, but I think I went like six for nine again. So it's oh, I, doing I pretty would good overall. Kill
0: for six and nine right now.
1: Nice. <laughs> I I'm, I'm think I went like six for nine, seven for nine, and now six for nine again. So we're batting like, you know, in that 60-ish percent range in terms of getting dubs. So that's always nice. <laughs> I'm
0: probably there for the season, but not this week.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, over, overall, things have gone quite well. It's funny though, because like the weeks for the dynasty teams kind of stink, the redraft teams do well. And then when the redraft teams stink, the dynasty teams do well. So it, it's, it's like a trade-off for me so far.
0: Oh well. I'll live it I'll live with it. As always next week.
1: We've got weekly winners, Ben's favorite, weekly weenies on the episode today. We've also got a preview of some waivers. We're recording this on Monday. It'll drop Tuesday, so as you're listening to this, you should be during
0: the Monday night game.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm over here checking Saquon Barkley because I am playing against him in one league and uh, he's on one of my rosters in another league, so a bit of a conflict of interest. But you know, so you don't you don't, don't feel go.
0: great about him right now?
1: Uh, no, I mean like I want him. You to want score him to like land 15, in that like twenty points, but that 10, 10, 15 at, like, point
0: range, so he doesn't kill you. Yeah, but at the same time, right. he doesn't destroy you in the other league. Exactly.
1: I just need him to not score thirty-five. I think in the other league. So if he if he gives me like thirty, I don't any, think he's going to score thirty-five. My other league, I'm okay. Uh, thirty-five. I feel like that's a bit of a long shot, but we already saw him do it in week one. So who knows? But you know, that's that's the way things go. Fantasy football. It's it's a fickle thing. It's uh, a cruel mistress. Weekly winners. Why don't we dive into it? Starting off with the quarterbacks, uh, Lamar Jackson. Holy crap! Good. I mean, Lord. he is—he is his MVP form again. He's back. Like, I—I I wonder this, Ben, because coming into the season, a lot of people are a little bit nervous about Lamar Jackson. On Sunday, he gives you five touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing again, back-to-back weeks, over 40 fantasy points in back-to-back weeks in like normal scoring settings. Um, he's the runaway QB one right now, but like rest of season. Is he the QB1 for you, or are you going to kind of like – I mean, is it Josh Allen? Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes? Where, where, how do you feel about this?
0: It's still Josh Allen for me. Pretty, pretty, pretty comfortably Josh Allen. Just the way he's scoring his points is he's able to replicate this every single week. 30, 30, 30, just over and over and over. His passing volume right now is insane. His rushing volumes dipped a little bit, but not to the point where like it's really hurting him that bad. So, Josh Allen still one. I had Lamar Jackson as a top five quarterback coming into the year, so I'm probably bumping him up to top three right now. He's up there competing for the two spot. Probably is in the two spot right now for me. Yeah, I would. I would probably have him too
1: as well. I like he is. He's been fantastic. I think I probably had him at like QB5 or something coming into the year. So he's obviously been a bit of a bright spot. I've been able to experience the Lamar, Lamar Jackson experience on one of my dynasty teams, which has been a fun time. Um, he's he's so good. So good for fantasy. It's crazy because like his touchdown percentage is absurd again. Like, I don't know. He's back to MVP form. He wants yeah, that contract. I don't know exactly he does it's crazy cuz like quarterbacks don't play like this quarterbacks don't just go for 200 yards and four touchdowns i mean that that just doesn't happen in the nfl and then top it off he's giving you like between 60 and 100 yards rushing every week which is like good grief i mean there's only so much you can do
0: yeah if you've got if you've got lamar jackson anywhere you're feeling you're feeling amazing right now and if you've got the lamar jackson andrew our Mark Andrews stack, good. Yeah, good luck, boys. Good
1: grief, good grief. It's it's back in business again. Uh, Jalen Hurts was the QB two on the week. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, he's moved in passing yards.
0: The top three is much, is much different too. than you thought it would be.
1: Yeah, I you know Patrick Mahomes, he's probably not in the top three right now, but uh, he's kind of on that like fringe. Him and Herbert, I feel like are right on the edge, on the cusp. Uh, but due to lack of, I guess, weapons and you know Herberts, you know I don't know if you saw this, but Rashawn Slater's now out for the year. His left tackle. Oh my Um, gosh. He. Things are not going well for the Chargers right now. No, they they just can't get a team on the field. They've got Corey Lindsley was out Sunday. Rashawn Slater tore his bicep. J.C. Jackson's Uh, out. Keenan Allen's injured. Keenan Allen's out. J.C.
0: Jackson's out. Joey Bosa got hurt Sunday. Jalen Guyton tore his ACL.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. So his deep his deep threat is gone for what it's worth. I don't even know if Guyton would be a deep threat for anybody else, but for the Chargers, he's the deep threat. It's been wild. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, he's he's been great and it's very replicable, replicable. I feel like he is going to be a fringe top, you know, five, six quarterback every single week because he has that safe baseline. And if they have a week where He throws for 250 plus yards. I mean, it is, it's game over. He is, it's the Lamar Jackson experience kind of in a little bit of a diet form with Jalen Hurts.
0: Yeah, last year, I feel like we were talking about um, Jalen Hurts as he was a really safe floor, but his ceiling was kind of questionable. He never really exploded. Well, they added A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith's got an extra year under his belt. Guess what? The ceiling's there now, and it's, it's frightening.
1: Absolutely, They're throwing the ball all around the field. That offense is terrifying. Um, that team as a whole, like Philadelphia is, I, I mean, they legitimately might be the best team in the NFC. They are fantastic um, at every, in every are. phase of the game. I mean, offensive line, defensive line, they've got good corners. Uh, they have the rushing quarterback, two great receivers, a tight end, a good running game. I mean, they have everything. So I think Jalen Hurts is probably going to be a great quarterback no matter what, um, even in a. I guess it's, just, you know, if it's hard not to somebody succeed out, right have now, to Throw the ball if you.
0: For anybody right there at quarterback, so Jalen yeah. Hurts just got lucky to be in that situation. Right,
1: and he gives you that rushing floor that, like, no matter what, you'll have a good fantasy week from him. So, he's fantastic. Uh, we talked about Josh Allen. He had he th- did he throw the ball sixty times? Did I see that right? I think so.
0: God, just insane.
1: They're so Josh Allen reliant, and I kind of scares it. me a little bit. It's great oh, if Josh for fantasy, Allen goes down; like, their
0: season is over.
1: Oh my gosh, they are absolutely Josh Allen reliant. He had two touchdowns, four hundred forty-seven total yards. He gave you about thirty fantasy
0: points, depending on your scoring settings. Um, What's crazy he is was that fantastic. was like a disappointing week for Josh Allen, like. 400 yards, he only scored twice, he almost got me 30 points. Like ah, it's, I feel like it could be better. That's how good Josh Allen's playing right now.
1: Yeah. they. I mean, he is 75% of their offense every single week, if not more. Uh, their their running their attack is just an
0: extension of the passing where they like throw it out to the running backs. That's their running game. It yep. feels like, I don't know if you watched most of like Washington I mean, this is back a few years ago. This is like 2014 or whatever. They would literally throw the ball like 80 times a game. And like their coach said, how do you run the ball? Our screen game is our running game.
1: (laughs) It was just nuts. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: they're just turning him loose. So he's going to be great all season long. A bit of a surprise. Trevor Lawrence, 260 yards against the Chargers defense. I guess they decided to not show up. Uh, Three touchdowns. He gave you... 28-ish, depending on the settings, points. He was fantastic. I mean, like, we talked about this coming into the week, about the Jaguars, about that team as a whole. Ben, I'll be honest. I think they might be legit. Like, that team looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they beat a Washington, or no, they did lose to Washington, but they put up a really good fight against them. Washington's, I think, better than we thought they might be. They shut out Indianapolis, who just came out and beat the Chiefs. And then you, albeit a depleted Chargers team, but still the Chargers with Justin Herbert playing, and you absolutely crushed them. So, yeah, uh, we'll find out a lot about them next week because they go up, they go to Philly. So, if we, we think Philly's legit, we think Jacksonville could be. Let's find out next week. But, yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence, is he a top-ten quarterback moving on? Maybe. Uh, he's in that fringe discussion for sure. I,
1: You know, he, he doesn't give you a ton in the running game, but, like, the Doug Peterson change at head coach, the addition of Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has been fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I feel like he has helped to unlock the passing offense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks like the number-one pick right now. I know everybody – He's already got, I think he's almost got half his touchdown passes from a year ago already, uh, with only I think like one interception right now. So he uh, he just looks great. The offense as a whole looks great. James Robinson has been a revelation. We'll get to him in a little bit, but like as a whole, that team and the and the defense has been solid. Trayvon Walker Trayvon Walker looks like he was a great pick as well. It everything seems to be coming together for the Jags,
0: which. I can't remember the last time that happened. I think they went to the playoffs, twenty seventeen. I want to say so through some miracle they yeah, was the playoffs. back when they had um was yeah they had Leonard
1: Fournette, Jalen Ramsey, Bortles, AJ Boye, um, Yannick Ngakwe, all them. Yeah, that was that was they were good. It was a solid team. team, but yeah, they didn't have that extra juice at quarterback to kind of get them over the hump, and Trevor Lawrence might be that guy. Um, he, I, I think you can slot him in as your QB2 in Superflex rest of season, feel great about it. Um, and he's probably going to be pushing into that QB1 sort of discussion by the end of the year. I, I think he is well
0: on his way. Yeah, it should. It should happen.
1: Joe Burrow Sheisty. gives you three touchdowns, 275 yards. He's back, baby. The, uh, the Bengals shellacked the Jets. They, they came out dominated. Uh, Joe Burrow looked great. I mean, you're getting these weeks pretty frequently, more likely than not. Uh, he's, he's really solid. I don't know how you feel about him rest of season. I know you really love you some Joe Scheisty um,
0: I, I do. I'm, I am realistic on his fantasy expectations. I understand he's not in the upper echelon just because of the style of quarterback. I'm just a massive Joe Burrow fan.
1: I mean, in six point per touchdown, he is,
0: you know, top seven. I think he's still, he's a fringe QB1. I'd I'd have him ahead of Lawrence. I mean, he's in that top 10 discussion. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, like in in that four point per touchdown scoring system, he's probably like QB9-ish for me. QB10, not like the
0: elite of the elite, but still very good. When he's rolling out there with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, like five touchdowns is always an option. Like, and, like, Tyler Boyd was phenomenal this week. So, like, they're... Yeah. It's it's always a huge ceiling potential for Joe Burrow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's... You're, uh, you know you're going to get the boom weeks with him. And, you know, this week comes in at the QB 5, so... O-line finally him.
0: protected him. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. They kind of... They finally had a, like, team performance... That you could feel good about, like they, they've just been so shaky the first couple weeks. Week three it looks like they finally got their legs on yeah. them a little bit.
0: And we expect them, and I know it was just the Jets. The Jets aren't great, but we kind of expect did them to get the get to pull it together eventually. So, yeah, I wasn't panicking on Cincinnati these first two weeks.
1: Yeah. Moving over to running backs, Khalil Herbert was the RB one on the Lord. week. Holy cow. He gave you 157 yards, two touchdowns, 30 fantasy points. You know what really sucks about this Ben? Montgomery hurt and you have him. Dude, I was feeling great about starting David Montgomery and it turns out that I was half right. <laughs> that Houston was a great matchup for Cincinnati or for Chicago running backs, just not for David Montgomery cuz Houston he is a great matchup like for running backs in an general. They're not good. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, Herbert, I mean, just destroyed Houston 157 yards. That's absurd. Two Uh, We'll talk about him. Two tutties. We'll talk about him on the waiver (laughs) section of the episode. But, yeah, long story short, or I guess short story short, if he's on your waiver wire, you pick him up. And if you're the David Montgomery owner, you probably should uh, try and acquire Khalil Herbert because if Montgomery misses time, Herbert, he's probably a top 15 running back. Like, lock him in in your lineup, he's going to produce. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's scary.
1: Jamal Williams, 87 yards, two tutties, 24 Jamal fantasy Williams. points. <laughs> now, some of this, been is because DeAndre Swift got injured. He uh he had the ankle coming in and then it looks like he sprained his shoulder. So he missed time for injury. Uh but even still Jamal Williams was already like sniping touchdowns here and there. It was it was, it was essentially a 50-50 workload uh before Swift hurt his shoulder, but Jamal Williams I, I it looks like these first two guys are just like premium handcuffs. It feels like when the like starters they both go down like when the starter in, goes they down they're
0: A pretty much a one for one comparison.
1: Yeah. And I guess in Herbert's case, like it feels like if Montgomery goes down, Herbert's probably gonna be better because there's literally no competition. He was incredible last year when Montgomery went down. Yeah, he was. When Montgomery's out, there's
0: literally no they're not giving the ball to anyone else. They're just gonna give it to Herbert. I mean, you see how much they just they just zero in on one guy because it's like, it's just Herbert when, when Montgomery's out. So when Montgomery's in, it's just Montgomery. So for whatever reason, I don't understand the coaching staff's decision, but it's great for fantasy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, Jamal Williams, I'm guessing it looks like uh, DeAndre Swift's probably going to miss the next two matchups for the Lions. So Jamal Williams, he probably, he's, He's a lock-in start while wow, that happens. Solid RB2. Um yeah. Derrick Henry finally has a breakthrough Return performance. Of the 85, 85 rush yards, a touchdown, five for 58 receiving. You don't see that every day. He does this Gives like you, a couple uh, times a year points. where like
0: he'll catch no passes, no passes, no passes, then he'll catch like six for hundred yards, and then he'll catch no passes the next six weeks. <laughs>
1: Uh, He's not a receiving running back, but like he's so good with the ball in his hands that they just need to figure out ways to give him the ball constantly. Give him twenty five plus touches a
0: week. It doesn't matter how they come. Yeah, he's the Falcons learned this with Kyle Pitts. If you get your best player the ball, things go well. Yeah, it's it is a very weird reality.
1: Talented players are talented with the ball in their hands. Dude, I wanted to shoot.
0: Arthur Smith last week when he was like in his press conference and somebody asked him, like, why aren't you getting Kyle Pitts the ball? He's like, Well, this isn't fantasy football. We're trying to win games. Guess what? Your best player's not getting the ball and you're losing games. You gave him the ball this game <laughs> and you won. It's it's a miracle. Why if you don't <laughs> you drafted him to be a stud. Give him the ball.
1: <laughs> Derrick Henry owners have been saying the same thing. Here's the problem though. And I think this is where I'm really nervous about Derrick Henry moving forward. Uh, Taylor Lewan's out for the year. Um, the rest of the offensive line outside of Lawan is like super mediocre, like very pedestrian. The offense as a whole is not great. I don't think the team as a whole is very good. Now they pulled out a win uh, Sunday, but like, I really think Derrick Henry kind of covers up a multitude of warts for this team, and if Henry were to be injured at all, like they're toast. <laughs> this uh, team if may he has a bad score week. Again. They're toast. Yeah, they. I. They seem legitimately like a, you know, two and fourteen team without Derrick Henry. Like if they put in a replacement level running back, they're awful. So Henry. Scares me a bit.
0: Uh, I mean, by the way, if I'm understanding you right, but pretty much you're only we're worried about an injury for Henry. So I mean, even if I mean, he's that's, healthy, like I'm just concerned about scoring
1: opportunities. Oh, I'm concerned that a defense will just key on him, and you know he'll yeah. get like three and a half yards of carry.
0: But it's the volume is too good to really be worried about. Like, like Jonathan Taylor has had a bad couple of weeks. Not worried about him because he's getting the ball thirty times a game. Like Henry's getting the ball thirty times a game. Like the production's gonna come. So you're gonna have a couple yeah. of bad weeks, sure, when he doesn't score. But when you touch the ball 350 times a year, there's a good chance you're gonna score 10 plus touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Cordero Patterson, 141 rushing you yards. You mispronounced
0: his name. It's called Scoredarel. <laughs> I'm sure you'd love to
1: see it. Loving Lo- it. We we had my Seahawks and you know, let's be honest. You say not, my
0: Seahawks, you you don't ever get really that I'm upset not the about most them. avid Seahawks fan here. <laughs> like know, Seahawks I, fans are like, Oh, I didn't even know they were playing right now.
1: No, I you know, I watched <laughs> the game, I've got uh,
0: it. They're
1: you still, so do you hard still to got watch, that Russell dude.
0: Wilson jersey? I do. You haven't burned that yet? <laughs>
1: no I, I still got it I they're so painful to watch they're terrible Geno Smith is not good uh it's,
0: it's hey, painful the Jamal DK, the DK start the of the week though that one paid off
1: yeah I you know my guy DK he uh gave you like 15 half PPR points something like that it's a good week I started him in our main dynasty league and uh he delivered for me I think I'm gonna get the win in that league so yeah it Cordero ran all over Seattle and he's not a running back. He's a freaking receiver playing running back and he's not catching the ball. He's getting all his production on the ground and he's thriving. Uh, I think I saw he's the RB four on the season right now. Is he really? Yeah, that that should be a microcosm for how weird this year. Well, is I mean, he was a running back. He position. was top eight last year yeah well he was the r b nine last year um and it was mostly due to like he had a great start of the season but he was doing it in the passing game he had like five hundred yards receiving last year um but this year it's all on the ground he's just killing it on the ground it i i don't know is he a sell high for you are you i i don't know if i can trust it like he's the r b
0: four But he scares me a lot still. I think I think I trust it a little bit. Just it's been a weird year for running backs so far to start. I'm not saying it's going to continue, but you've got a guy who's producing. You've got a team like like Tyler Algier is there, but he's not really doing much right now. It I mean, it looks to me like I mean Atlanta's gonna keep giving Cordero the ball. And Drake London and Kyle Pitts kind of opening things up downfield is just going to, that's even better for Cordero. He, I mean, at least for this year, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm still holding him. If you can go get something good, like you get a guy who's just out or sick of it after three weeks of one of the high end running backs or wide receivers, or if you can finagle that somehow, yeah, trade him. But otherwise, I'm hanging on to him.
1: Devin Singletary gave you 11 catches, 78 yards, basically a receiver stat line, a touchdown, 20-plus fantasy points. Um, He had, I think, like four carries or something and was the, what is that, RB4 on the week. That's just so weird. But 11 Um, catches? Josh Allen. Eleven catches at the running back position. Josh Allen is the RB one for the team, but it's, Devin Singletary. It's, if you give him workload, he's
0: good. It's like I mentioned, uh, like earlier, they're just swing passes to the running backs or those short little screens. That's that's their running game. That's their version of it. So I don't expect eleven you know, catches, it, but like this high receiving volume for the running backs is. I think that sh- should continue.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's delivering, and he looks like he's sort of carved out the RB1 role in the offense. The problem initially was that it was going to be so split between Zach Moss, James Cook, Devin Singletary. It looks like Singletary's the main RB in the offense. Now, granted, he's going to have like a depleted workload because Josh Allen is going to be the actual RB1 for the team. Uh, But, you know, Devin Singletary, he'll give you production in the pass game. Normally, I feel like he'll give you moderate production running the ball. You know, obviously, if you throw 60 times in a in a game, you're not going to run the ball very much. But I do think that Devin Singletary is probably like a a decent weekly flex. And you know, going forward, it looks like James Cook probably is not super valuable. And Zach Moss is so hit or miss with his usage. Uh, You know, Devin Singletary looks like he's going to be a solid running back down the stretch this year.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Kind of, not through the level he was at the end of last year, but it can produce some of that. He's going to be a solid flex, for sure. A trivia question for you,
1: Ben. Why don't you take a guess? Who do you think, so we said Cordell Patterson,
0: he's the RB4. Who's the RB2? I'm not even going to pretend, because we talked about it before the show, but... Before the show, I did not know this, and I was floored when you told me this. It's James Robinson. What? 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 How's that even possible? I thought he had an Achilles
1: injury. I thought he was going to die. I thought he was worthless. This was
0: one of your takeaways from last week, but like, it was just more even more pre- prevalent this week, because Cam Akers scored. Cam Akers looked decent. He dominated the workload. Yeah, The Achilles injury does not exist. <laughs> the it funniest
1: is, thing is I think James Robinson has been traded in our main Dynasty League twice since Sunday.
0: Oh yeah, everybody's <laughs> trying to like be smart and get off of him and like get peak value for James Robinson, and he just keeps getting better. Just, yeah. just hang on to James Robinson, guys. I
1: think James Robinson is here to stay. It looks like, so Travis Etienne... Everybody was excited about the talent. And, I mean, sure, ETN, in the long-term view of things, probably does end up being a solid running back. But James Robinson is the guy in this offense. And, like, even more than that, we weren't sure how good the offense was. I think we can definitively say it's a good offense. And they're not going to be in bad game scripts all the time where ETN just gets thrown in to catch passes. Like, they're actually going to run the ball all game long, and James Robinson's their primary running back. He's going to be a problem this year. Like, he's probably a locked-in top-10 running back this season. Um, and Like, if you can buy low on him, I would, but I think rest of season, I mean, he's locked in. If he's your RB2, you're fine. He's good.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm not going to say top-10. For a couple of reasons. Obviously, he's had a couple of long touchdowns, which worry me slightly because you can't do that every week. And it's such a it's such a weird start to the year where he's the RB2 and he hasn't broken 20 points yet in any week. So he's had like fourteen half points, PPR. 19, 19, Yeah, half PPR. Most of the leagues we play in are half PPR, just because I don't know. I feel like that's the most balanced, and I like it. So, but still, like he's the RB two. Hasn't broken twenty points in half PPR. Like I don't. I just don't it's think just that so can,
1: consistent.
0: Yeah, it's consistent, but I feel like that at some point the other guys are going to pick up and they're going to catch him. And the long touchdowns can't continue. He's still going to be great, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I don't I don't know.
1: I will say this. He feels a bit like Nick Chubb, who, you know,
0: crazy enough, is the, <laughs> the RB1 on the season.
1: <laughs> it's the guys that are just, like, really consistent. The steady Eddies you, are out
0: there just dominating right now.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's just significant of, like, how weird of a season it's been already because... Nick Chubb is like usually the what RB ten. You can usually and count on him RB ten to twelve.
0: He'll go out there yeah. get you twelve to fifteen points, hundred yards and a touchdown every week.
1: It's it's been such a volatile season for everybody else except those two guys that they are the top guys. I I do think you know maybe top ten is a bit optimistic. I think it's very possible, but I do think that James Robinson is here to stay. It's not a fluke. Um, if you're trying to trade high, I get it, but like, I I think the production is not going to go away significantly. Like he's probably going to give you 12 to 20 points week in and week out, and you know if that offense continues to hum the way it is currently, I mean he's he's going to finish well, assuming he stays healthy. But he's he's going to finish well for uh, fantasy football this year. Yeah. This. Is-
0: Wild. Wild.
1: Devonta Smith. Talk about Wild. Whoa. He was the RB or the, the wide receiver one in the week. Eight Dominant. for one sixty nine and a tutty. Twelve yeah. targets. You love to see that, right? I, I do.
0: I like Devonta Smith a lot.
1: Devonta Smith is a bad man. Um, and this I offense is a whole I like, said
0: it week one that. He got blanked and I'm like, this that's not gonna continue. He's too good for it not to happen. Jalen Hurts is balling. AJ I mean, AJ Brown's balling. So like you have to focus on him. Yeah. And Devonta Smith is just eating that up.
1: Yeah, I mean, AJ Brown had five for eighty five and a touchdown himself. So it's not like Devonta Smith um being really good means that other players aren't good in this offense. You know, the whole offseason we were saying you probably don't want pieces of this passing game. Because or at a, least the consensus was that saying was a that. Bad take. That was a that was incorrect because you absolutely want pieces of this offense. Uh Dallas Goddard is a great every week start at tight end. He's involved. Devonta Smith. You know, he's a weekly what, he's a, wide receiver he's a, two flex.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were at the beginning of the year to be like, he's a weak flex at best. Now, like I'm okay putting Devonta Smith in your flex. Like, that feels good. I don't know if I'm yeah. fully there on wide receiver 2, but like if this volume continues like yeah, yeah lock him in.
1: And I do think that they're going to continue to, you know, push it in the passing game. And I know for like AJ Brown is an every week wide receiver 1 at this point. He's you lock him in. Um but if if they throw the ball like they did again this past week, Devonta Smith is going to succeed because it really is pared down to three players. It is uh, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And those are the only three players in the offense that are going to catch passes. They're not going to spread the ball around to
0: like five different guys. Who was so it? Uh
1: if, if they throw the ball, they're going to succeed.
0: Who was it for the Eagles said they had like three Batmans on the team? Was it Darius Slay? I don't know. Maybe. He's like, you got a swole Batman, that's A.J. Brown. you got a skinny Batman, that's De- uh, Devonta Smith. And you've got a fast Batman, it's Quez Watkins. It's Quez Watkins <laughs> is not, it's not Batman, let me tell you that. But Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown could both be Batman this year.
1: They're phenomenal. I think currently, um, as things stand now, A.J. Brown's the wide receiver 7, and Devonta Smith is the wide receiver 18. So you've got a wide receiver 1 and a wide receiver 2. And I think that that's probably replicable. I think AJ Brown is going to be a year-long wide receiver one, and Devonta Smith is probably a middle of the road wide receiver two for the whole season.
0: We were we were right and wrong, or like you know AJ Brown, we knew was good coming into this offense. Obviously, he's going to be the one, but like he's playing with the guys he's never played with before, like Devonta Smith, who's really good. So that's gonna hurt him, but yeah, he's gonna kill Devonta Smith's value. So, yes, we were right. AJ Brown's the clear one, but the talent is just too good with Devonta Smith that they're they're just both going off.
1: Mac Hollins was the wide receiver two on the week. I don't know who that uh, is. Fifty <laughs> bonus points if you can tell me what team he plays for. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he plays for the Raiders, Oh the which Lord. <laughs> means that his <laughs> he got you eight for 158 and a touchdown. It means that Devontae Adams did not give you eight for 158 and a touchdown. Neither did Dallas Goddard or Hunter Renfro. Uh, this, it feels like the outlier of outliers. He got you all this on your bench, and honestly, he probably wasn't even on your bench. He was probably on your waiver He got wire, you all this giving giving on
0: waivers, you... and now you're looking to pick him up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. I don't know if I want to pick him up.
0: It feels super fluky. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. What situation? How bad is how bad is your season going? That Matt Collins did this, and now you're like, I got to get this guy on my team. Yeah.
1: You don't really want to get Matt Collins. It's fool's gold. It feels like. Um, Marquise Brown Hollywood gave you. Gave you 14 catches for 140 yards. Not great, uh, but that turned into 20-plus fantasy points. That is great. No touchdowns. Um, This is basically, it's him and Dorch and Ertz, and that's it. I think Ertz ended up with 10 targets himself. So, like, the only men on campus garnered a crap load of targets from Kyler Murray, and... It's going to stay that way. You know, yeah, until... Rondale Moore gets back until DeAndre Hopkins gets back until Antoine Wesley gets back. AJ Green gets back like their whole wide receiver core is injured. So it is. They're the chargers of the Greg NFC. Dortch. Yeah.
0: They can't
1: get healthy. Cliff Kingsbury is not a good coach. I uh, yeah. believe he would Kyler say that. Murray. The, the Cardinals stink. I'll be totally honest with you. I don't. No, I don't, like I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that good. Uh, but Marquise Brown, I guess he until really Hopkins gets
0: back, he's probably a wide receiver too, right? I think he's like the wide receiver I still,
1: 13 or something.
0: I still kind of feel good about him even when Hopkins does come back because Hopkins is going to garner so much attention that things are going to be finally open for Marquise Brown. And we've seen the wide receiver two in this offense succeed before just because Hopkins commands the that much respect.
1: Yeah, but also they don't throw the ball deep in this offense. At least they haven't so far, which just doesn't make any sense. Um, Marquise Brown is a fantastic deep threat, but if he doesn't ever run deep, you know, obviously, I mean, the stat line tells you he got 14 catches and that turned into 140 yards. If you catch 14 balls, you should get 200 yards. I don't make the rules. That's 10 yards a catch. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is like they're throwing screens and it's rack yards. It. I, I feel like if you catch the ball 14 times, one of them should be like a 40-yard bomb. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just me. It It feels like until Hopkins comes back, the offense is going to be like good but not great. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if I trust Cliff Kingsbury's play design. So, you know, Marquise Brown, probably a solid wide receiver too. But, you know, I was hoping that he was going to be a wide receiver one at this point in the season, that you were going to feel really confident about him and you could flip him, trade him high. Um, and he's, I mean, he's been good, but like not, not quite as good as you would hope.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I still feel like you got to stick with him for now. He's not killing you. You're not going to feel too bad about having him.
1: Amari Cooper, 7 for 100, and a touchdown, 20 points. Uh, basically did this two weeks in a row. And, you know, he looks good. He's, you know, lock him in. Wide receiver 2, rest of the season, solid.
0: Yeah, I was. I think we were a little bit wrong on Amari. We were, like, so worried about the Browns' offense. As a whole, we forgot, oh, yeah, Amari Cooper is still a really good wide receiver. And there's nobody else to throw to, so yeah, he's going to be fine.
1: Yeah, it. He's it, yeah, he's he's pretty cut and dry. You know, in a redraft league, I'm trying to trade for him if you can. Um, you know,
0: if you could flip like
1: a Hollywood Brown for him, I would probably do that. I would feel good about that trade
0: right now. You don't think you would want something added to the Cooper side? I'm I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely.
1: Because I think the perceived value of Hollywood is Still higher, higher than Amari Cooper. But I feel like Amari Cooper, I would rather start in a redraft league than Hollywood Brown.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I would too.
1: Zay Jones, 10 catches, 85 yards. You know, he's probably was a waiver pickup last week and then had a great week this week. Gave you a touchdown, 20 points. You know, I... As long as Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback, Christian Kirk, he's an every week start. Zay Jones is probably a fl- a fringe flex play. Say that five times fast. Um, you know he's a good receiver, and it looks like good offense. Like it is the tide that rises all ships. This Jaguars offense right now.
0: Yeah, I feel, you know, Zay Jones. I don't know if it's as fluky as like Matt Collins. Still don't trust it because I still feel like. Marvin Jones is still probably ahead of him target-wise or on the depth chart at least. Obviously, Kirk, I mean, ETN needs his targets too. But, yeah, I mean, I'm picking him up off the waivers for sure. Chris Olave gave you nine
1: catches for 147 yards. What did I say last week? Holy crap. Holy crap.
0: You told you, the (laughs) the rookies are taking over. Is Chris Olave the one in this offense?
1: You know, I don't know. I think he and Michael Thomas are co-wide receiver ones in the offense. I do think when it is the red zone, they're looking to throw the ball to Thomas. Um, Jarvis Landry feels like there's a tear break between those two guys and Jarvis Landry. But Landry's hurt. So I think going forward for the next couple weeks at least until Landry is healthy... It is Mike T- Michael Thomas, and it is Chris Olave. And, you know, both of them are weekly
0: starts. Is had 13 targets the past two weeks.
1: That's phenomenal. I mean, he's got – I think he's got 33% of targets each of the past two weeks, and he's got like a 26% target share on the season. So, you'd love to see that.
0: Yeah, that's well – well done, done Chris stuff. Olave.
1: Russell Gage gave you 12 for 87 and a touchdown – Okay, if, you know, if you're going to braid
0: Marquise Brown for having 14 for 140, you need to yell at Russell Gage for having 12 for 87.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really bad. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. On a yards-per-catch basis, not good. But I think uh, he was catching those slant routes from Tom Brady all day. But I will say this. Russell Gage by himself has more catches than every wide receiver on the Bears roster.
0: Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, it doesn't help when Justin if, Fields is out here throwing 10 passes a game.
1: Yeah, I don't like a I don't know if that is a good good on your Russell Gage or if that just
0: means the Bears' wide receivers are awful right now, I, but I think it's more of the latter option there. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, Gage he's benefiting from no other wide receivers in town as Chris Godwin comes back, as Mike Evans comes back, as Julio comes back, he will settle into like that fourth Fiddle. The same Scotty thing he's Miller been in Atlanta forever. Yeah. I mean, he's a good wide receiver, but you know, once these guys come back, he's probably not worth a ton. If you're burning a waiver claim on him, like he might not be worth it. I'll just throw that out there.
0: I don't know. If you're in a deeper league or if you've got a, a guy or two on IR and you've got a free space, yeah, I'd i I'd grab him. Why not? Yeah. All right.
1: Your favorite segment of the week, Ben. Yes. Give us your weekly weenies.
0: Let's start out with one of my favorite players in the league, and I I, I would shoot him if he was standing here in front of me. Justin <laughs> Jefferson, where are you? That's the problem. I can't shoot him because I can't find him, and neither can, neither can Kirk Cousins. 2.9 points? This is how I'll have PPR, our points. 2.9 points. You were drafted right after Cooper Cup, bro. You've had two single-digit weeks back-to-back, and this one was worse. Get were it together. Were we
1: too soon and crowning him the yes, wide receiver yes. one? Yes,
0: I was wrong. After week one, I said, <laughs> we were right. Justin Jefferson is the one. No, 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 no. It's Cooper Cup, and then I don't care about anyone else except for Stefan Diggs. Like, <laughs> Justin, I love you. Get it together. Now moving on I do I go ahead I do
1: think he'll figure it out
0: he'll he'll be fine but right now I I don't like you uh DJ Moore I will give you a pass because your quarterback is Baker Mayfield but my gosh two points two that's bad two do you want to...
1: his stat line I don't have it right in front of me I didn't either cuz it doesn't matter um, it's two points if i remember right he had like two one
0: catch for like four yards or something. DJ, we we, we were about to on crown you targets. a top 15 wide receiver with Baker Mayfield. Top 15. Two points is not going to get you there.
1: Yeah, it ain't, it ain't it. He had two carries for 13 yards, one catch on six targets for two yards.
0: Tyreek Hill. Uh... We sort of expect this from Tyreek Hill. Massive, massive blow-up week, and then he'll kind of vanish. So I'm not going to yell too much at Tyreek Hill. Partially because the Bears or the Bills had the ball for like 45 minutes. This past game, it was ridiculous. Did you see like the total yardage in that game and how it split out? Oh, yeah. It was insane. Like Josh Allen, he counted for like 500-something yards.
1: And yeah, they the, they more I think, than doubled up the Dolphins in terms of yardage.
0: I yeah, that's that's insane. I'm not gonna yell at you, Tyreek, but I I think you should do better than four point three points. I I really think you should. And I hope these players listen to this so that they'll be motivated to do better next week. <laughs> how about yeah, how about back to back disappointing weeks from Joe Mixon? Joe. This one doesn't make sense. What are you doing? The Bengals, like, they got it together last week. And and you you didn't. Samaj P. Ryan outplayed you. And I get Here's They the took Joe that... Mixon out a little early because they were worried he'd re aggravate an injury or whatever like that. He was he was at like one yard, one point nine yards a carry, something stupid.
1: He, um, I think this point in the season, he's got his highest target share at, as like any point in his career. He's got like a 16% target share at the running back spot, and he's busting. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, it's just not quite clicking for fantasy points for uh, Joe Mixon so far
0: we're back to we're back to 2019 2020 Joe Mixon where you get really excited about him and he just decides to stomp on your hopes and dreams. So
1: Oh yeah, back when I had thanks, him in our main dynasty league. Yeah.
0: Thanks for that, Joe. Uh-huh. Aaron Jones. What happened? What happened was the Tampa Bay defensive line. 4.2 points? Yeah, but you got no wide receivers. So that should mean that you do Something, on as a running back, no. This man does nothing.
1: I'm I'm upset. Yeah, he was not good. I'm upset. He was not good. But also, AJ Dillon wasn't good either. Like none of them were good. It was it was full bust week for the uh, Packers
0: running game. How about how about Daryl Henderson? Yuck! Everybody everybody's panicking on Cam Akers, and rightfully so. A lot of things are going wrong. But this is like your opportunity to capitalize, Daryl. One point seven points. You had four carries for seventeen yards while Cam Akers and his blown Achilles self is out here like he didn't even have a great game, but still he was Yeah,
1: he twelve for sixty and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, that bad. that's that's not bad. But Daryl was supposed to be after week one, we crowned him like okay, he's the R B one in that offense. He's actually not that good. No. You, Spoiler alert. You are trash. Uh, rest,
1: of, rest of season, which one of these running backs are you taking?
0: Game makers. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, lastly, George Kittle. We were excited. You you got your main man, Jimmy G, back in the offense. I was texting people like, uh, before the games this week. I'm like, now that Jimmy Garoppolo's back, I'm more scared of Debo and Kittle now because of the chemistry they've got and if for whatever reason they succeed with Grappola. No, you scored four point eight points. And I yeah. I honestly, honestly, I am appreciative of it because it's giving me a chance in one of my leagues. Assuming the <laughs> Dallas defense scores ten points. <laughs> I do think too that like George Kittle is
1: a like screaming by low. At this point in the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trent Williams Trent Williams sprained his ankle. And so I think they used Kittle as a blocker for like the entire second half. So he just wasn't running routes. Um, Kittle, like massive by low. He's, he'll, what's going to happen is at some point in the next few weeks, he's going to have a blow up week. He's going to have like 12 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, and we're all going to be like, oh, my God. God, where did this come from? And you can just come back and you can say, the Fantasy Brothers told me so. They said it was coming, and and it did. Mark it down.
0: Uh real quick, I just want to point out that Kenny Galladay just had a 20 yard catch. Holy cow. It got called back, but he did something. <laughs> <laughs> Are we surprised at all? No, but it was nice to see him, you know, even pop up on the score sheet.
1: Oh, that's so good. Kenny Galladay sucks. Um, Let's hop into waivers before we close out the episode. I think the number one priority needs to be Jamal Williams. Yeah. Uh, I saw a report that David Montgomery has a chance to play in week four off of his ankle injury, and it looks like DeAndre Swift is probably going to miss two weeks. So Jamal Williams... I think you lock him in. He's rostered in 60% of leagues right now, so he's kind of on that fringe of like he may or may not be on your waiver wire. But if he's there, I, I do think he's got to be the number one priority on your
0: uh waivers. Yeah, I would agree. I would I would still second prioritize Herbert just just because when it when it happens, it's like Alexander Madison, like he's an instant RB one pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Herbert's rostered 48% of leagues, so 50-50 shot that you can get to him. Madison, you know, he's right there as well. Like, they're saying that Dalvin Cook is just going to strap on the device, the harness, and he's just going to play. Uh, but, like, there's a chance that, you know, he gets hurt early in the game or he just doesn't start. And, you know, if that's the case, you've got to roster Madison. If for no other reason then like, there's a chance – Madison goes in there and he gives you an RB one week, uh, yeah. you know, off your bench essentially.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd agree.
1: I've got David Njoku as my next priority. Uh, he looks like between him and Gerald Everett, feel like the only two kind of like dart throw tight ends that are going to actually be worth anything. He's coming off of like eight for 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, it feels. Sort of like over the past couple weeks, that passing pie has a little bit narrowed down to Njoku and Amari Cooper. And you do have Deshaun Watson on the horizon. He will play this season, and that will just sort of elevate the passing offense as a whole. I feel like if Njoku's producing now, he's like, if you're desperate to tight in, if you drafted Cole Komet, and obviously that didn't work out, I feel like you can pick up Njoku, drop Komet, and feel okay about it.
0: Yeah, I would I would I would agree.
1: Final couple of guys here. Romeo Dobbs, forty percent roster. Is it Dobbs or dubs? Dude, I have no idea. Or Daubs. <laughs>
0: people, people say dubs, Dobbs, dubs. Daubs. I'm going with Daubs. <laughs> like cloud. Yeah. The OU Owl. I'm going with Daubs. Yeah. Romeo blank.
1: He's rostered in 40% of leagues. Um, you know, he. everybody was hurt, so he benefited from it. gave gave you like 17 half PPR points. He looks – he's eight for – eight targets, eight catches, I think like 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, th- I mean, that looks big. That's when, you know, Aaron Rodgers needed somebody to go to. He's going to Dobbs, Dubs, Dubbs, Dobbs, Um I, I do think that Dubs, dubs, Doubs, deebs is worth putting on your bench. Uh, yep. Final two guys, Brian Robinson. Right, right. There's a chance he plays next week. I don't know what he's going to look like. I don't know how valuable he's going to be, but I know that in the preseason he was stealing Antonio Gibson's lunch money.
0: It's time to get rid of Antonio Gibson. Right yeah, now. if you
1: have not traded, if you've not traded Gibson, now is the time to do it. Get off that man. After a couple weeks. The reckoning is um, coming. If you got him in a dynasty league. Here's the thing, though. Uh, obviously, like, your window to trade him is closing so fast. If you haven't done it yet, do it. But don't trade him for packing peanuts. I mean, I was able... I somehow managed to get a, you know, future first out of him. Uh, you know, if you flip on the dynasty switch a bit, if you can get, like, a couple seconds or, like, you know... I don't know. Like what are you trying to get for Gibson in this whole mess?
0: I'm still looking for a first. Just because he's he's, a, he's still a starter right now. I know we talk there's a lot of talk of uh Gibson or Robinson being the starter when he comes. I don't know. I until until I see it, I gotta consider him a starter. And a fairly decent one at that. So I, I don't know. If you can if you can get a first, do it if not i don't know i guess you just got to hang on for the ride yeah final final add zay
1: jones coming off that monster week um they've got a date with what would you say philadelphia next week so maybe not an ideal matchup but if the offense is as legit as it has looked you know zay jones might be worth a stash maybe a decent flex play um yeah, worth picking up. Bo oh, show. So I guess in review, pick up Jamal Williams. Go for Herbert. Grab a Madison and Joku, Romeo, Dobbs, Dubs, Dubs, Brian Robinson, Zay Jones. Uh, if you want to interact with us, check us out on Patreon. You can get some Discord benefits. We've got a community over there. We're on Instagram at fantasy brothers underscore. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. We'll see you later this week when we're previewing week four of the NFL season. Share the show with a friend if you enjoyed it. We'll see you later this week. When we're talking week four, that'll do it from us. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Brothers underscore or on Twitter at Fantasy Bros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash Fantasy Brothers.